no matter how gifted we all are, we are in a competitive marketplace. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Yeah, here you go. Welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast. I'm really excited about this particular episode because I have my friend with you, John Bonacci, with me. John is an influence coach and he sells real estate. He does a lot of marketing. and going to share his journey into marketing, into real estate business, into coaching. John, welcome to the personal branding podcast show. Hey, thanks for having me, Bernard. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be here as well. John, as a pleasure, I treasure. Yeah, hopefully the audience is picking up on my New York accent in contrast <laughs> yours. So I'm excited we have some listeners today, and I'm so thankful to be here. Good to hear. Um, John, let, let's, before we delve into marketing and the new trends in business and sales and coaching, uh, let us, let's listeners know a little bit about your journey, how you got into marketing, into coaching, into real estate dealership. Let's share, share your stories with us. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, I'll give a two minute version. I was, you know, a teenager. And I was just very curious about the way that uh, we behaved as, as human, as humans, as consumers, why we chose certain things. And so I went away to university. I went to um, a couple of universities on the East Coast to really dive into marketing. Um, I competed against you know all the students, and I wound up getting this this great job in sales and marketing uh, for Under Armour, a big company. But I wasn't happy working for for a large company, so I dove into entrepreneurship, where obviously. If you are building any sort of business, you better wrap your head around sales and marketing. And so I built a fitness business. I worked on a combine business. I sold a couple of online marketing platforms. And it uh, eventually, in, in, a, in a weird cocktail way, it led me to real estate. And real estate, obviously, is very much uh, sales and marketing driven. And so I just continued my journey learning through that. Now I coach others on how to really build their influence and build their sales skill set so they can convey whatever message they want to convey whenever they want to do it. And I noticed that that is something that uh, obviously resonates all through marketing, is conveying the right message at the right time with the right amount of conviction. And so I just really immerse myself in marketing and whatever we're doing. I even think, you know, marketing is a big part of human behavior. And, uh, and we could talk all about that with, you know, coaching students and, and all that stuff because... It's all about how we interact with each other and, and the, how our brands interact with each other. So excited to talk more today and, and see where the conversation takes us. Great. So what would you say had, that has been your greatest, I mean, skill to enable you to get to this, this particular level of your business? I think it's certainly resiliency. Certainly resiliency. When when you come out of uh, you know university here in America, you you feel like you know what you're doing or, or you think you know what you're doing. And what you realize very quickly is the marketing things that you draw up on paper, they do not always work as smoothly as you would have imagined, right? And so, so often we watch uh, maybe a commercial or, or an advertisement and we say, oh, I would have did, done this differently or this is perfect. And it's a great challenge to create those messages. And so there's a, a bit of humility that comes with that. So to answer your question as in, 
So you believe mm-hmm. that the greatest skill that is uh, the ability to the, you being resilient that has helped you to be able to push certainly, certainly. You need a certain level of confidence to be successful in any business uh, as an entrepreneur or a business owner. But that humility, that resilience, that that keep going back for more when uh, it's a little cloudy is really when I think you learn some great lessons and and you build up some tougher skin uh, for that entrepreneurial journey. And marketing is just like that. Some of your messages are going to be received well, others perhaps not as well. But it's not a race. You need to you need to grow strong so that way by the time you've accumulated um, a decade, two decades in an industry, you are emotionally uh, skilled just as much as you are maybe technically skilled. <laughs> so with, with your challenge starting a business three years ago and able to push through to this level, maybe a college student listening to us now, somebody wants to enter into uh, entrepreneurship in the market, you know, what are the three things you might want to share with us from your own challenges to success to this level? Oh, my God, that's such a great question and such a powerful conversation to have. And I asked some of the high school students that I coach, I try to to teach them about the time-money equation and duplicate leverage so they can grow businesses for for themselves. And I always start by asking, what do you love more than four out of five people that I talk to? And it can't be football. And I ask them that question. And so it gets them thinking, like, what do I love? And I, I usually force a couple answers, maybe two, maybe three. It's uncomfortable and it's challenging, but it's effective. And then from there, I ask them, what do you know better than four out of five people? And remember, it doesn't have to be even four out of five people in the world. It could be four out of five 21-year-olds in your city. And so once you have the answer to what you're better than four out of five people in your, say, peer group or your marketplace and what you love more than any four out of five people, well, now at least you got some direction onto where it is you can add value to other people's lives. And then once you have the answer where you could add value, all the other technical business school stuff will it'll shape it'll shape itself out of necessity, out of the market, out of the mentors that you that will come into your life. It will take shape, but that passion, that root, that what do I bring to the table that nobody else brings, identifying that is the hardest but most I think important part of building a strong brand and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts as well, you know, being such a great student of, of the branding game. Well, I think that particular thing is so relevant and very important, as you mentioned, because what unique thing do you bring to the table? What are you bringing to the marketplace that audience or the market would need? That's one most important question every entrepreneur needs to ask when you want to focus on marketing and branding your business. That what will be that different that John is bringing to the uh, coaching field or bringing to the real estate field or business? What is that one thing that you think you have that the market needs? If that question is really resolved, it becomes much more easier to really position yourself in your business. And I think that's right on that point. Oh, my God. And it's so much more fun, too. It's so much more fun, too, when you know you're in alignment with what you bring to the table. And, and a lot of people will get overwhelmed. They'll start thinking like, wow, in the entire country, what do I bring different? I don't know. There's so many people here. No, 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 no. Condense the marketplace mm-hmm. that you're thinking about and say, okay, I just want to talk about 21-year-olds in my city or I just want to talk about um, restaurant owners in, in this neighborhood. There's so many points of differentiation once you shrink the pool. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's a useful tip. 
Yeah, so that's it. Now, John, let's delve into marketing, branding online. What are some of the things that you've done in the past and still doing that is still keeping you top of mind in your business, in your coaching business, in your branding and marketing business? Let's look at some of the, your, your skill sets or some of the, the techniques you use, especially online, to get new clients and also sustain the old ones. Great question. Great question. And I'm glad you said top of mind because I really don't think I do anything especially well or, or I, uh, I'm i great at being an online marketer, but I certainly stay top of mind for people. And that really has always been my agenda. I didn't necessarily uh, want to be the king of driving sales from my market, my brand in the marketplace. It was more if I wanted to be a relatable brand that I could be connected to that I'm engaged with that stays top of my mind. And so for me, it's been an evolution. It's been an evolution because the end goal of what I really have wanted to do with my brand is show people who I am in all areas of my life. And that's not to say I'm on Snapchat or or um, Twitter and I'm constantly updating people, far from perhaps maybe one or two social media posts a day. But I want to give people insights to different areas of my life, not just being a businessman, not just being a, a an athlete or a coach, not, you know, it, it's about being a, a boyfriend. It's about being a, a person of the family. It's about somebody who um, has hobbies. It's about somebody that loves to explore and share, somebody that loves to um, show their insecurity. Th- that is, that's a brand that people want to align with um, because it's real to us. It's just like all the people that we enamor. There's something about them that is real to us. So I've always tried to just show people different parts of my personality. And then over time, I think it, it just has a duplication or multiplication effect where people are like, they feel like they know me, even though I may not have talked to them in, in three years. John, you see, that's one of the things that I also really ask people to be doing. They really need to experience the human aspect of you, not just any like online bot or any other thing, but they need to feel that yes john is a human being and when they encounter that though it's virtually they tend to really appreciate you the more and love your brand and even do business with you a hundred percent a hundred percent and it really it it works its way into the, the coaching world for me as well as a coach what i bring to the table what is different is that human element i can't in a, in a couple of bullet points, I could never really share with you what differentiates me from another coach. It's that engagement that is really the, the value and the differentiation. And the same thing for the people I coach. I say whatever your brand is, whatever business you're trying to build, more of you and who you are has to come out through the brand. And then it will come alive because it's really yours. And that's where you'll find the, the work ethic, that's where you'll find the solutions, that's where you'll find the resiliency, because you have ownership of it. What do you love and what do you love to do? Because it will shine through. It'll make you a better salesperson. It'll make you a better marketer. It'll make you better operationally. It'll make you better managing the finances. You'll just get it better. And you'll find success, I think, um, not just quicker, but a richer level of success because we all know entrepreneurship is far from perfect. Exactly the point. Exactly the point. And yes, statement that you made concerning you needed to condense down what you need to do. People might be asking, but there are a whole lot of people doing what I'm doing. How do I stand out from the masses? Mm-hmm. What do I do differently? Like you mentioned, you just have to condense. Or what I put it, you need to just niche it down. Which niche do I want to focus? Is it 
30-year-olds or young or kids or in a certain demographic sex, then with that, you can begin to position your brand and business and help them out. Certainly. So, great example. I am 29 years old. I have no more credibility than hundreds of thousands of sales coaches out there. Far from. However, when I look at that marketplace, it could be overwhelming, but I don't look at it like that. I say, okay, there's a marketplace out there that is looking for energetic, confident, experienced, connected, passionate coaches. Can I play in that marketplace? Heck yeah. That's a lot smaller marketplace. So that's where I seek people who find value in those things. My brand, I, I want to convey that as, as unsuccessfully as I may do sometimes in my copy and my writing. But that certainly helps give you clarity and take some of the weight off of going into the marketplace. When you really get clear about who do I want to serve? What do I want to, what do I bring to the table? What do I love? You know, and who, who is that person? You know, and does that, does that empower me, right? We have to come up with ways to look at what we're doing as a business owner to empower you, even if they might be a little bit, um, even false at times. So for you, if you need to tell yourself that there's this market that is really fits for what you bring to the table, yeah, tell yourself that and you will find your way to either create it or infiltrate it. I think yeah, that's one of the first few steps also to abundance, begin to think that there's a market for what you do. Not limiting yourself and getting your mind on the area that there's, there's markets. No matter how small it might be, there is a market. People might need what you have and you need to really let them know do you have something that they will need to benefit them. Awesome. I had a mentor one time ask me, and I love telling this story and thank you for giving me the mic on this. You know, you said you wanted, uh, you wanted me to share when we got, when we got live, so I wanted to give you some substance here. But a mentor said to me, and this was the first day that I had been in real estate. And I had sold a lot of things up until that point. Sponsorships, insurance packages, uh, auto, marketing, you name it, delivery driver. I had done so much up until that point. But I still walked in that first day and I said, I've never helped somebody buy or sell a home. How can I, with any conviction... Convince them that they need to sit down with me so I can set the strategy for them to do it, right? And so often I meet other people that feel that to some extent about their brand, that they're not qualified enough, that they're not good enough, that they don't know enough about it, right? And you know what the, that mentor who, who's still a great friend of mine said to me, and I'll never forget this, and I, I, I use this often. He said, John, he said, John, do you care a lot about people? I said, yeah. He's like, are you a hard worker? I said, yeah. He's like, do you bring energy and passion for what you do to the table? Yeah. Are you a good communicator? I was like, yeah. He's like, there are people dying out there in the marketplace waiting for somebody like you to pick up the phone and help them. Who cares if you know how to sell a house? And that changed how I looked at going out into the marketplace in any business. Because what it taught me was it's always going to be uncomfortable when you're trying to create a new message, create a new brand, sell something new. But you have to go back to it. You just got to keep going back to it. Trusting that what you bring to the table innately 
normally shines through and is of value in itself. So if you have a clothing line and you're out there thinking, oh my God, there's so much competition out there in the clothing line. Yeah, there's a lot. But we're not going to use that frame of thought to empower us. That doesn't help us. So we're going to say something along the lines of people are dying for clothing that conveys this, fits like this, looks like this, and performs like this. Great. You just narrowed your landscape. Go get it. You deserve it. That's what you're normally good at. That's what you beat four out of five people at anyway. Go get it. You know what, you know what I mean, Bernard? Yeah, right. That, that, that is so true on that point. No, one of the exercises I ask students to do on when building their brands is you need to really find out your skill set or things that you are so good at. Like what your coach mentioned to you. Are you good at marketing? Are you good in this? So you list what you currently possess. What are the things that you have currently you are so good at that you think even people might not need? Those are the things that people will be willing to pay for. Yes. So get that pen out. Write down what you love to do, what you're good at. Um, what you're connected to, what you have passion about. Put it on a white piece of paper. A, a great coach of mine said more people spend time writing down their grocery list than they do about, than writing a, you know, a piece of paper about their life. <laughs> That's so, take out that piece of paper, put some things down, and you're going to get excited about something, and it's going to be amazing regardless of how long, short uh, the journey is with that. Now, John, with that said, uh, let's look at now, how do you then position yourself digitally online to be able to market your products and services? Now you know what you have, you know what the market needs, you know your niche, you know how to... Now, how do you do that virtually online? What are the things? Well, I mean, that's a great question. And obviously, I, um, I'm not, I don't think I do a great job here. I mean, I just told you about how I really try to show people different parts of my personality and also, you know, position myself as a, a confident, trustworthy brand. But at the same point, I really do rely on my conversations with people to convert business. So my online brand is out there. It's organic. But I also am still going out there and connecting um, with the people who engage with my brand and setting up conversations with them. Time to listen to them. Right? All the pictures and posts I put up doesn't mean anything. If I don't hear what these people, and these are people that I've met through all the different cities I've lived in and industries I've been in, if I don't hear what they want, it doesn't mean anything. So as much as I'm a marketer, I do prefer to lead with sales um, because I have in my career found more challenge in driving a transaction through my online brand as I have with engaging with people who engage with my online brand and driving transactions. You know what I mean? So I think to answer your question of how I position myself, it's a, it's a good question to say, well, where do you go from here? Well, you know, besides just putting your website up and, you know, putting your podcast out or, you know, uh, just haphazardly placing your brand out there in the marketplace, where do you go from here? I guess that's why I'd go to somebody like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like one of the things I, I say that, until you engage your audience, you endanger your brand. Certainly, right? And so that should make me say, oh man, I have to take more, I have to put more purpose into how I engage with my audience. And so I guess if I were to put my goal in my 
head down for you guys in terms of how do I engage. It's to keep a consistent flow of authentic and quality substance on my Facebook page as well as my Instagram. Those are my two platforms I like to use. Now, talking about platform, I think let's clarify this. That some uh, bad entrepreneurs or people seeking to position their personal corporate brands tend to want to be on almost every platform. Uh, oh, my God. But the point, that is not the point. The point is you need to find where your market is in the area of strength. Like you, you, you named yours, you know, it's at maybe Instagram and Twitter, Instagram or Facebook or Facebook, whatever. But you need to pick your top one, two or three where you can really uh, master those tools and reach out to your audience by engaging them to bring your business and client that you need. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I think it's important that you, you do, especially at the onset of being an entrepreneur, before you're at a, before you're at a point where you're, you're bringing on people to manage your brands, you know, 18 hours a day on online platforms, you do have to be cognizant of what you put your time into. One, you're right. There has to be a, a matchup with your end user. Like you have to make sure that the consumer on the platform matches the consumer for your business. That would make sense. Um, two, you have to, you're right. Be skilled at enough, at it enough where you can become a master and use the tool effectively. That's also important. And then, you know, a big part, and I think it, it's almost, it, Bernard, I mean this, people are embarrassed to say this, but a big reason why it's important that you can't have a lot of platforms, and I hate to use absolutes and say you can't, but it's because it deteriorates our life balance and our relationships. When you are on your phone on seven platforms all the time, I don't care if you set aside a full day where you don't go on your phone. The level of engagement and interaction, even when you have a phone in your hand and you're not even looking at it, is impacted. Would you agree? You're right on that. And so that, to me, is a major reason why I'm not on Twitter and Snapchat and, uh, you know, I'm not really doing Facebook video and Periscope. And I, sh- I, I could be. And a lot of people say I should be. I could be. But for me, I'd rather be great at a tool have a brand that's already gained a lot of traction in the tool, a tool I'm comfortable using. That works for me because that's why we're a business owner and entrepreneurs to enjoy our lives. And that can't be forgotten. Maybe that's a different take than a lot of expert marketers are going to take. But I say, I say, take your, your main one, two, maybe three platforms and crush them. I really agree with that. Have fun with them. They're yours. And then put that phone down. That is it. Yes. What would be the three most important actionable steps or things you want listeners to do right after listening to this particular episode on branding and marketing? Well, I think the first thing is they got to go to that white piece of paper, write down what they love, what they're good at, uh, what they have experience in, what they're passionate about. I think just a sheet of paper with a couple bullet points on each really start to get you thinking. Where is there something that you might be able to duplicate and create value for others and I think it's sitting there. The next thing that I want people to do, honestly, I think this will go a long way, is just talk in the mirror to yourself about what you're passionate about. Get an idea, get some level of awareness of your level of influence and how you convey, right? Majority of our communication is nonverbal. But all we hear is our voice. Some people are gifted enough to listen. But then there are people that actually understand the nonverbal that's happening. 
the one they're giving off and the one they're receiving. And I think that really will help you um, in the long run with uh, influencing others to engage with your brand. The third actionable step, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of the, the shoot aim ready strategy, right? Shoot aim ready is, it, it's go. Give it a shot. Don't think too long about putting that video up. I know it's your brand, but be you. Be authentic. Show people who you are and, and you're going to make mistakes. It's okay. The reason why people love Tony Robbins, and I've seen Tony Robbins in front of, I don't know, 10, 15, 20,000 people. The reason they love him is because he's real. Mm-hmm. The reason they love people love Gary Vanderchuk right now, it feels real. Yeah. The people, the reason why people love Grant Cardone all of 2015, until I know he's working on something because he's been quiet, mm-hmm. is because he felt real. Right. And it's not about having the perfect brand. There's so many brands out there. It's about having an authentic brand that people can connect with and learn something from. And you got to share with people who you are so they know what they can learn from you. And it's certainly not going to happen if you're sitting there waiting. You have to just go out and, and play with it and have fun with it. Don't wait. You know, shoot, ready, aim. I shoot, aim, ready. Fire, ready, aim. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm messing my words up. But you get what I'm saying. Take the leap of faith. Build the, build the, the wings on the way down on things. You need to get reps. You're not going to sit there all of a sudden get Kobe Bryant's jump shot by talking about exactly where you're going to le- release the ball, where your elbow is going to be. No, I'm just going to give you a ball. I'll be, I'll say I'll be back in 15 years. You're right. You need reps. No matter how gifted we all are, we are in a m- competitive marketplace. If you're on the other end of the spectrum, you're like, I feel like I'm different. I know what makes me great. I know what my brand is. You still need reps. You still need to be humbled. You still need reps to, to figure out what you're doing with your brand. Because how you draw it up is never how the play happens exactly. That's so true. So for that other person that you come in with supreme confidence, still get reps. Don't worry about having the perfect brand in the marketplace. Go do it. Go do it and be real. And be real. Have fun with it. It's your brand. It's your brand. If you're gone in 30 days, uh, make sure you did it your way. John, what would be your million-dollar advice to the world on branding and marketing? Wow, if that didn't capture it, for me, the million-dollar advice I'd have to anybody listening to the podcast right now on branding is to do that first step. Write down what you love, what you're great at, um, what you're passionate about, what you know more than others. Write those things down on a piece of paper, and you're going you're gonna to spin a web that makes sense. And you might realize that you could make a great coach in a certain industry, or you might realize you have a an amazing uh, just area that you can create products for, or there might be an uh, you know an unmet or unseen part of the marketplace where you know the perfect service for. And a lot comes to the surface when you f- you focus on your strengths, positive things, and the things that will empower you. Empowering, that's powerful. Right, thank you so much, John. And at this moment, I would ask. Where and how do audience get in touch with you, your business, your service, your coaching? How do we get in touch with you? I appreciate you asking that. Well, obviously, you guys can find me on Facebook at John Bonacci Jr. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at J-O-H-N-B-O-N-A-C-C-I underscore on Instagram. And then, obviously, on my website, 
everything that I'm doing from my podcast to my social media platforms, uh, some of my coaching services and platforms, uh, all going to be there. It's johnbonacci.com. That's J-O-H-N-B-O-N-A-C-C-I.com. But no, man, I had a lot of fun today. Thank you so much for giving me a chance to shout out the website a little bit. Yeah, John, I said thank you so much for your time and for sharing your story to empower listeners on their journey to entrepreneurship and their branding. Oh, thank you very, very much. Uh, glad to support and uh, looking forward to the next time we connect. All right, so at this time, I want to recommend my latest book. So check it on Amazon.com today. Best it Amazon.com slash author slash Bennett Kelvin. The best is you.